Hello, and welcome to Not About Us Conversation Piece. Uh, this one's taking place on April 9th, 2021. Uh, we do have a special guest star today. It's Stabler the Cat. <laughs> oh, and Cooney. <laughs> but as always, this is Brad. And this is Scott. And this is Cooney. And this is Not About Them. Hello, listeners. Hello, friends. Welcome back. Um, real quick, a disclaimer. This one is kind of a part two of the Genesis study that we just did. So I recommend to get the full benefit of this conversation. You might want to listen to Genesis study 31 first. Uh, but let's get this one started off on the right foot as well. Uh, Scott, would you be so kind as to do an opening prayer and invitation to the Spirit? Absolutely. Thank you. Hallelujah. 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 Yahweh God, we just thank you. We just thank you. We praise you. We just invite you in. Hallelujah. You said you inhabit your praise and we just we just lift you up. We just worship you. We just honor you, Father God. We just give you all the praise and all the glory. All the glory. May you be glorified here today. Glorify yourself. We do not want to be glorified. This is not about us. Let this whole conversation that comes out today just be your words flowing through us and what you just pour out on our hearts and pour through our minds and just what you would want to have come out today. Yes. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yahweh God, Holy Spirit, Ruach HaKodesh, Yeshua HaMashiach. We just thank you. We invite you in. And may this be yours today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. Yes, we do have special guest podcaster, Cooney. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is technically your third uh, yeah, that's true. guest star podcast. Um, now, you said you're planning a podcast of your own pretty soon, right? Yes, shortly. So <clears throat> can, can we expect to be guest stars over there? Absolutely. It's, it's way that's, different than this. That's but what yes. all of this has been designed for. That's right. Every podcast up to now was to get to this point right. where she would invite us over. That's it. <laughs> to be fair, you were talking about a podcast before it ever even occurred to us. Right. I've just had I've had a few issues getting it off the ground, but I think I'm close. So all right. Well, that all of last Good. year was kind of a unique situation. Yeah, so yeah. It's been a hard to true. podcast with people in the same room if you can't be, be in, in the, the same, same room. room. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So I totally understand that. Um, but yeah, as I mentioned, this is kind of a, a part two. Um, do we want to do any official podcast business first, or do we want? Well, I was going to say there's there, there's going to be. Uh, a lot is again it's whatever there's there's um a lot uh we were talking about the nephilim mm -hmm. in uh the genesis the last genesis podcast that we did mm -hmm. and there's going to be a lot more of that come out here but this is going to be for anything that's on your hearts too mm -hmm. so just anything that comes up uh don't want to limit it and say no that's off that's off subject get away from that no it's just whatever pours out but i can't think of any specific podcast business if you can um, other than to say, if anything comes out about certain taboo relationships or uh, uh, not relationships, uh, situations, uh, 
conversation pieces that will get us a strike oh, on YouTube. Policy, uh, yeah. community policy violations. <laughs> yes. Um, so so we, will... We, we will cut this at one point and say, you know, go to our website for the whole podcast if we're going to talk about any of that. Uh, we don't want the thought police to give us another strike. Absolutely. I will continue the video because um, my one piece of actual podcast business here real quick um, I've started a, uh, it's like a YouTube channel, but it's on Odyssey and it's Odyssey, O-D-Y-S-E-E. It's a new and upcoming uh, video uh, platform service and it doesn't, it doesn't strike you uh, if you want to talk about some things that like YouTube would say is not uh, kosher. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So let's um, take responsibility for your own actions. Exactly. So uh, feel free if uh, if you like this and you want to see the full video. I mean, I know you gotta look at this. I don't yeah, know why. Yeah, sorry. But at least you get this. <laughs> but uh, yeah, feel free to find us on there. Uh, not about us. Odyssey. O d y s s. Sorry, s e e. Odyssey. Okay. And then, what was it like? Almost a month ago now, I started the the prayer request on the website. Um, there's been no requests coming in, so uh, I still want to. I still want to do a prayer for someone that I noticed um, on a YouTube channel once again, or yeah, YouTube comment channel once again. I don't have their permission, so I won't give any specifics um, other than the situation. And then also, we received an interesting comment from a, from someone who checked out our Facebook page. And wasn't necessarily um, a wonderful comment, so I want to pray for that gentleman as well. Um, once again, no details because I don't have his permission. Uh, but for the first one, uh, just a, it's just a um, a person who has been really struggling through the whole. Uh, I, I better. I'm not even want to say the word. The whole stuff that was happening last year, as far as uh, people. <laughs> being sick and, and whatnot. Pandemic. Uh, yeah, yeah. There you go. And I don't know, that word might be... Oh my goodness, we have two podcasters. Uh, this one's Clippy. <clears throat> but, uh, so, just uh, for that person, I just uh, want to say, Yeshua, uh, your, your child has been in pain uh, financially and medically and stress and, and stress in her life and... and I just want to, uh, I want to pray a blessing of relief from that. Hallelujah. Um, I want to pray a, a blessing of relief on the anxieties of her mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, clear her mind so so she can clearly see you and the love that you have for her, mm-hmm. and let that let that be the catalyst that brings her into a stronger relationship with you. Uh, not because. Uh, not because of anything we do, but because you love her, because it's your child that you that you adore and that you are willing to go to the cross for. So I pray your blessing of protection and love and a clear mind on her so she may be able to clearly see who you are and what you're about. Amen. Hallelujah. And then for, uh, for the other one, um, Yeshua, Spirit, um, this person... Um, and I've already prayed this prayer, but let's do it again. Let's do it with, with the power of more people here, more prayer warriors. And I just want to say this person has a misguided idea of who you are. So 
Yeshua, I, my prayer is that that you come into his life in a way that there is no denying who you are. Hallelujah. You can show yes. him who you are mm -hmm. and what you're all about. And so that's that's my prayer for him, that he may see exactly who you are and that, once again, will be the catalyst that will bring him into a relationship with you. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you, Yahweh. Thank you, Spirit. Amen. Okay, so in uh, the last Genesis podcast, we kind of talked about the Nephilim. We started basically from Genesis 6-4, and we were kind of talking about, uh, we were getting a little further than this, but we're kind of keeping it to specifically how it related to the verse and mm -hmm. what that verse told us. Uh, the Nephilim were, in, were on the earth in those days and also after. And uh, so now we want to kind of go elsewhere other thoughts things you guys wanted to share that that beyond genesis uh Cooney, do you want to start genesis. us off <laughs> was there anything else you wanted to say you said you were keeping some things yeah I, I have some things but uh okay. where to start okay um it's always the question so right <laughs> so i have done a little bit of research in this topic um mm -hmm. and i got started with a book that I highly recommend if you can find it. It looks like okay. maybe it has been re-released. I know for a while though, it was like very hard to find. Mm -hmm. I got it in a little tiny bookstore that was owned by like a local family. And I think I got it like right after it came out. I guarantee they sold one copy and that was the <laughs> copy I bought, right? But it's called, it's called The Omega Conspiracy and it's by a Welsh pastor named I.D.E. Thomas. Uh, and this book is actually the book that most people who go down this Nephilim rabbit hole, if you will, um, this is the book that they start with. It's sort of the comprehensive work on the topic. I believe the reason for that is because he gives very eloquent reasons as to what he thinks the Nephilim were, why he thinks they were. Um, you know, it talks about them coming back in the last days, um, how he thinks that happens. The thing I like about it um, is that he gives all of his verses in the Bible that he believes leads him to those conclusions. Now, I'm going to say I don't necessarily agree with all of his conclusions. I don't necessarily agree with everything that he says in the book. But what I appreciate is the fact that he puts those verses in there so that you can go right to the Bible and say, okay, maybe I don't agree with it, but I see where he's coming from. Right. Okay. I, I didn't, there was never a time where I thought, oh my gosh, he's just... Guys off his rocker, pulling out of thin air. Yeah. He's just saying, well, this is how it is with no sources, with no reasoning. You know, um, the reasoning wasn't always good reasoning, but it was reasoning and he had his sources and that's what I appreciated about it. But like okay. I said, this is what's, this is like the most comprehensive work that you'll find. And I think the book is like this thick. I mean, there's, okay. this is not a topic and especially right. now recently it's become more of a topic there have been mm -hmm. a, a lot more things put out recently and then there's still not a lot mm -hmm. it's not a topic that many people um have done anything about have really looked into and and i think part of that is because of what i was told and that that's not important 
Mm -hmm. This being in the Bible is maybe a good story. Maybe it's just there for whatever reason. But in, it, when you look at the Bible, it's not part of the whole salvation bit. And so it's just not that important. Mm -hmm. Don't dwell on it. Don't spend any time on it. There's no point to it. Which is fascinating to me because we were talking about earlier in, in other podcasts before this, but also in our Genesis podcast about how Genesis and Revelation both seem connected in the fact that a lot of people treat them as fairy tales and myths and just, just ignore them for the most, because I get the same thing from Revelation. I got throughout right. my whole life, I got, right. I got, I had pastors telling me, you know, just, just don't even read Revelation. It's not for us. It shouldn't even be in the Bible. Wow. You know, and, um, a lot of, uh, yeah. pastors that uh, churches that I've gone to, they won't teach anything in Genesis until Abraham, mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, that's our origin. <laughs> right. You know, you're, you're, you're skipping them. Right. Some and as, very important facts. Right. And, and as we've talked about, and as I believe everything is there for a specific reason God wanted us to see. Yep. And, and like I said, I believe that the Old Testament are examples to us that mm -hmm. we can take today right. in some way. And as we talked about in the other podcast, uh, the giants uh, are things that are attacking us today mm -hmm. can be different for each of us can be the same you know worldwide there's a giant oh hey <laughs> but um, you're a giant but yeah <laughs> when you ignore this and yeah. you say well that's not part of the 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 real story that matters you leave out something god wanted to give us a right. weapon in this this warfare right right exactly so i, I think that's the reason there's not a lot about that I think mm -hmm. people in general just, they, they read over the verse and they're like, okay, this is getting us to the Noah story, right? Do you think they, they say, I don't understand, so what's the big deal? I think that's part of it. I think that's a lot of revelation. I think a lot of people in revelation. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's the same way? It's like revelation, confusing dragons, the beast, and this, I don't get it. Images. It, do, you and, think, yeah. do you think the Nephilim are kind of the same? I, I also have another, uh, I think that's definitely a lot of it, but I also think there is a plot to disprove as much as possible mm -hmm. the stuff in the Bible mm -hmm. because yeah. there is an enemy that is actively uh -huh. actively attack, attacking mm -hmm. Christians and trying to, and, and there's a, there's a, there's, I, I think, I personally think uh, uh, humans have gotten themselves into a trap um, and, and they don't want to admit that they that they they're we're prideful we don't want to admit that we can be wrong well, i think we, you're going out on a limb there <laughs> but we we have gotten ourselves into a point where we have we started with a little lie uh -huh. a little theory here or there mm -hmm. and then then we had to add more lies to make the theory work mm -hmm. and it's just blown up and up and up and up and i'm talking about multiple different theories mm -hmm. so if there were giants mm -hmm. if there were uh, you know, the, the sons of Elohim were divine angel creatures. If mm -hmm. there was a flood, if there was a Noah's Ark, if all of that stuff is true, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then these very prideful people mm -hmm. uh, would have to admit that they're wrong. Right. And they can't do that. So instead, mm -hmm. the, the lie started small, but as most lies do, it just keeps getting more and more out of hand mm -hmm. to a point where now we are so deceived that uh, it's hard for people who start to see that you are being deceived. It's hard for us to figure out, okay, well, if I'm deceived here, where else am I being deceived? Mm -hmm. You know, it, it can be hard for people mm -hmm. who start to see the deception. 
Because now we got to battle with, well, well, then if that was a lie, where else are they lying to me? Right. Uh, and I think that just comes from a prideful place that we just will not admit that we could be wrong. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think there's a lot to that. Mm -hmm. um, something else I want to throw out here uh, about all of this is, is just the fact that we've kind of mentioned it before, but... Um, it connects with uh, the Nephilim and the, the sons of Elohim being treated as gods and demigods and other things like this. Mm -hmm. And it's the fact that uh, we talked about it last time in our Genesis 6, 1 and 2 uh, verses that Jude connects the sons of Elohim and the, the fallen angels mm -hmm. with the sins of Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm -hmm. And that they went after all kinds of strange flesh, mm -hmm. not just uh, the women. I wanted to bring that up. Yeah, okay. yeah, go ahead. And But one of the things I found as I was looking into this is you were talking about, you know, the angels, uh, the, the, the Nephilim being the gods and demigods of all these other pagan religions. Mm -hmm. And there is, what I found, there is a Canaanite tablet that contains several verses claiming that very uh, uh, several matings took place and were witnessed between animals and the god, the Phoenician god, Baal. Hmm. And this is what it says. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He loved a heifer in the pasture. Mm -hmm. He lay with her 77 times. Mm -hmm. She made him mount 88 times she conceived and gave birth to his likeness. This is a mm -hmm. Canaanite tablet that they have found. Okay. And this is, I, and I got this from Aliens and Fallen Angels, The Sexual Corruption of the Human Race by Stephen Quayle. If you want to check that out, look it up. I have just read this somewhere, but I don't <clears throat> okay. think it was the same place. Okay. But I just heard about this. <clears throat> but this got me into also... And we can, we've mentioned this in other podcasts. Is it possible if we, we were we were talking about, you know, are the fallen angels, you know, represent, you know, are they Zeus and Odin and Ares and all of these other gods, you know, are they where right. we get this from? Are the Nephilim, uh, Perseus and Hercules and, mm -hmm. and all of these other right. demigods? Well, what if... That's your Egyptian gods. <clears throat> Your Egyptian gods rock. Yeah. What if we have these fallen angels who, when they fell to their lust, we've talked about this before, when they mm -hmm. fell to their lust and they left God and now they're ruled by their lust. Mm -hmm. the, the lust of beautiful women is, is like, uh, isn't the only thing that consumes them. It, when right. lust rules you and they just, they went into homosexuality and they got into bestiality. Mm -hmm. And this right here, says, uh, according to this Canaanite tablet, mm -hmm. she conceived and gave birth to his likeness. Mm -hmm. Were they doing the type of thing that was giving birth to centaurs mm -hmm. and to Minotaurs. satyrs and minotaurs mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. mermaids mm -hmm. and, and what mm -hmm. have you? Half man, half animal creatures. Right. Is that where these myths spawned? Right, right. I say very possibly. Yeah. I say, yeah. 
Definitely could be. And that yeah. leads into maybe what you're talking about, like the end of the age and how things are coming hmm. back because some people are saying now uh, they are, there are genetic manipulations mm -hmm. going on that are trying to do the same type of things right. and create people that are not people. I've been hearing um, some rumors lately that the Chinese government has been basically trying to do a Captain America program. They're trying to create super soldiers, but they've been taking elements from different animals and trying to adapt that with human DNA so that we could do crazy stuff. Like hmm. literally we could be like the modern day uh, superheroes, you know, mm -hmm. we could be Spider-Man and, and ha do webs and that kind of stuff. I, it, it, and, and I've heard those from not just um, some of the more wild stuff I've heard from my prophecy people, but I've heard that the actual Chinese government is manipulating or is working on a super mm -hmm. soldier program. So and I, I would say that is definitely true, whether or not they're doing this other stuff. But it's all possible. It's all probable. So I'm going to give like an overarching. And then if you want to get into deeper, we can. But um, cool. I believe that it's the work of Satan and the work of the demons. Mm hmm to always stop salvation at the genetic level. Because if you look at everything that can be attributed to mm -hmm. demonic activity, there is always an element of genetic manipulation attempt. I say attempt because I don't believe mm -hmm. that a lot of it has been allowed to happen. And that a lot of it has happened. However, in the in the um, in the case of the Nephilim, we we know it did happen, um, and possibly, like you said, with the bestiality, it did happen. Um, but I think that spans from the Nephilim all the way into aliens. I think if you look at all of it, um, I, I'm not sure about the Chinese government necessarily, <laughs> but I mean, obviously, there's something sparking that idea for them. Well, um, a chance we are too. I mean, every government could be doing weird stuff. We exactly. Don't know about. Yeah. Uh, and where do those ideas come from, right? I mean, so I think if you look at it as a whole, and like I said, we we can get into it deeper if you want to, but there's always that genetic manipulation, and I mm -hmm. think it's just Satan has always from the beginning. Now, of course, he was trying to pollute the line because he thought, mm -hmm. you know, okay, so we'll stop Jesus from... Yeah, from... the one thing he knew, the very first prophecy, Satan knew that by the seed of the woman, he was going to get crushed. Yep. Right. That was the one thing he knew. Yep. The serpent will bite her heel, and the seed of the woman will crush the serpent's mm -hmm. head. Yep. And he knew that was God saying... Yep. Savior's going to come and he's going to defeat you for good. Right. And he's been trying to keep that from happening. Yeah. And here's another thing about that. That uh, I, I sorry. Should I should I stop no, and let you go ahead. on? No. Because here's You're another good. thing that connects it. Jesus said, and we mentioned this before, as the days of Noah, so mm -hmm. will the end times be. And yeah, I've always exactly. and I brought that up. Is why did he specify Noah? Why did he specify Noah? Now there's a lot of reasons. And as I go into this, sure. there I, there are several reasons. Sure. But if he was just saying. Um, because they were filthy and unrighteous and hate-filled and whatever and 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 fallen. Mm -hmm. Well, that describes like every time in history. Oh, yeah, pick a period. Why did he specify mm -hmm. Noah? Mm -hmm. And I go back to Noah is described as being perfect mm -hmm. in his time. Well, that can't refer to spiritually mm -hmm. because right. nobody is perfect. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Uh, so what did it mean? And there are those who speculate that Noah was basically the last or one of the last people 
who genetically was still fully human. Mm -hmm. The Satan is trying to pollute the line. He was trying to keep us from being human. Right. Yeah. Therefore, the plan of salvation could not function. There wouldn't be a human. There wouldn't be a man left on the earth. Right. And this is why God pulled Noah onto the ark and said the rest of it's been polluted. The rest of it's been corrupt. The rest of it's you know uh, needs to be wiped out mm -hmm. because it was demonic in nature. Right. You know. Exactly. So, and this comes back to something else that um, had always bugged me as a kid. And this definition, I'm not saying it's absolutely true, mm -hmm. but if, if it's true, it solves something for me. Uh, the mark of the beast. Okay. And that's, mm -hmm. you know, basically mm -hmm. the Bible defines it as if you take the mark, mm -hmm. you're dead. That's it. Right, right. And I always bugged me as a kid because when I, you know, you know the stories, you know, we had the... Not just be, even before the Left Behind series, we uh, had yeah. what, what were those movies? There was a series of four uh, movies. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I can't think of what they're oh. saying, but but they were the mm -hmm. the the fall. You know, it was like the rapture happens. The people who are left behind, or it's you know, bother me. Yeah, I know. There's a thunder. Thunder. Yeah, I can't. Sound of thunder. Something. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I didn't didn't research this before because I'm just thinking about it right I'll now. Google it. Think. Yeah. Um, but. Things like that, where it's like we always got this idea that it's a tattoo uh, on the right hand for because these movies were made back in the and, and actually, what really bugs me is I met the director of these movies and talked with him, uh, and and because uh, he's here in the Des Moines area, or at least he was at the time, and uh, so it's really going to bug me. I'm really sorry. A distant thunder. A distant a thunder. Thief in the night. Thief in the, yes, 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 those yes, movies. Yes. Okay. And I watched them. I oh, watched all of them. I did too. And they scared the willies out of me <laughs> yeah. when I was little. Yeah. And But we always get the idea of a tattoo or something mm -hmm, like that. Mm -hmm, and like mm -hmm. if someone goes, yeah, I, I'm starving. You know, you cannot buy or, or sell unless you have the mark. It's like, oh, I'm starving. I can't handle it. Okay, I give up. I, I'll, I'll take the mark. Right. Now have some food. And now you're feeling guilty. Oh, I took the mark and I, you know, oh, I feel bad. Jesus, forgive me. Yeah. And it's like, nope, you can't be forgiven. And I was like, why? Right. Why was it, why would a repentant heart be unforgiven at that point? Yeah. Because the Bible says, no, once right. you take that mark, you're done. you're done. Now, if the mark is a genetic manipulation mm -hmm. that changes you from being human mm -hmm. and actually alters you to the point where you can no longer hear God or receive from God, you you, you that connection is gone. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That solves that problem. Mm -hmm. If you take this mark, you cannot be redeemed because you're no longer human. Right. You're no longer His. So I'm not saying that's absolutely true. Right. But it does make me think about it. Mm -hmm. If genetic manipulation like Noah's day is going to be a part of what happens in the end, right. then, uh, then it's possible that we could receive a mark, right. which doesn't have to mean a brand or something. It could like mean- a genetic marker. It could refer to something, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That, but we accept it and we change so we cannot connect with him any longer because as human beings we are made in his image mm -hmm. for a reason there's there's scientifically a lot more to it than even we understand right now right to me that idea got cemented recently because i found a video 
Um, and I won't say that it's true or real or anything like that. It's just, it, it spoke to me and it made sense, but I found a video of a, an Israel scientist who worked on the team that cracked the DNA code. Mm -hmm. And he, uh, he, in this video, he was showing the math of all this. And I'm sorry, I'm not smart in the sciences of all the DNA and whatnot, but all of these things the, the proteins that build up, build this and do this and do that. Mm -hmm. When he did the math, they all spelled out the numbers so it would say Yahweh. So literally in our DNA, mm -hmm. Yahweh has written his name in the math. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so the idea that something happens, some sort of mark, changes my DNA so that Yahweh's name is no longer written in my DNA. Mm -hmm. First of all, that thought scares, scares me. It, it, mm -hmm. It's terrifying. But that helps explain if, you know, you, you will knock on the door or you, you know, you'll knock on the door, but I will not know you, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, because my name's not in you anymore. My spirit, my whatever is not in you anymore. Mm -hmm. And that's the only way I could see uh, this mark of the beast thing. And you could not be forgiven because mm -hmm. you literally don't have that spirit. You right. don't have the name of your creator in you anymore. Right. Yeah. It, again, it's genetic manipulation. Yeah. That's that's what it comes down to. That's always been the plan that he has had. Mm -hmm. and, and so let's go. Okay, so 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 what are the Nephilim? So we believe that the Nephilim are the are the product of the fallen angels and the and the human women. Human women, and right? The fallen okay. angels, I think, are the lower G gods. Mm -hmm. You know, right, right, right. The we were talking about like Zeus and mm, uh, right. Odin Phoenician and Phoenician gods. Thor. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I believe all of those stories are exactly about these mm -hmm. these people. Um, but go go ahead with what you're. Your but line so is about here. so so. What are demons? Now I've actually heard that demons are. <laughs> I've heard a couple things. Most people think that demons are the fallen angels themselves, but I've actually heard it from one person. I think it was Fred Price, but I don't. I don't want to misquote, and I don't want to not give proper credit. So I'm just throwing so it, it out there. It might be not sure. It might be. I don't know. I don't know. But I believe it was him who said the demons were actually, and are actually, Nephilim. Disembodied Nephilim are demons. Now. I don't know. I've and heard that too. That may be here nor there. However, in a Nephilim topic, hey, it's here. But because it would make sense too, because even the book of Enoch uh, says that the watchers asked Enoch, please go to God and, and, he, he, and have salvation for our children. And God said, no, no, mm -hmm. because they're not human. They're, right. they're not his, you know, they're not his, they, they're right. not, they have nothing to do with salvation. And so if these have immortal souls, if these have immortal spirits, but have no connection to God, then where are they? Right. What, what's going on with them? Right. Well, yeah. And I always think about Daniel mentioned that he was praying and praying and praying and getting no answer. And when the angel finally came to him, he said, I'm sorry, I was held up. I was fighting the prince of Persia or whoever. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's, there's stuff going on in the spiritual realm where God's angels are fighting against something. something. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. those demonic angels or, or whatever they are. Right. So, I mean, that makes sense. If they were on the earth in those days, they were all wiped out. Some, they were all wiped out in the flood or, you know, throughout when the Israelites came in and took over right. um, Israel and whatnot. 
they're finally finally wiped out but their spirits are still mm -hmm. right and they're still possibly in control of areas of the world and god's god's true angels the ones that you know are mm -hmm. going the course with him mm -hmm. are fighting against them uh in the spiritual realm as well so we fought them in the physical realm now they're being fought in the spiritual realm to me there's that makes sense right and i've heard another theory too that be as these disembodied spirits they want a body right and and i've heard that you know sometimes it's demon even if it's demon possession of someone mm -hmm. you still got the original soul in there maybe trapped but it's there right. they want their own body and i've heard again this is all just speculation this is right. all just this right. is conversation it, yep. this is just yep. conversation i'm not claiming this is fact i'm just saying it's something to think about that one of the reasons for this genetic manipulation is to create a human-like host that has no soul. Hmm. And hmm. if you can create this genetically, it's an animal, animal-ish mm -hmm. creature mm -hmm. that genetically is not human, then the Nephilim spirit can inhabit it hmm. and have full possession right. of the body. Right. I'm not saying it's right. No, but that's it, interesting. You know, but it, exactly, it's interesting to consider. Well, so if we look at if we look at demons, okay, say they're the Nephilim, uh, and we look at aliens, okay, and um, I believe the fallen angels also are levels of spiritual oh, definitely, forces. Definitely, but, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Uh, they're all hand yeah. in hand here, mm -hmm. obviously. But um, so let's take a look at aliens, okay? Um, you can compare a lot of demonic experiences with alien experiences mm -hmm. and they look exactly the same mm -hmm. down to i bring up the point where a lot of people who feel like they've been abducted have had genetic experiences yeah yep. mm -hmm. performed on them and they claim it's real they are as convinced that it's real that it happened mm -hmm. to them Yep. As you and I are sitting in this room, okay, and there's people who, oh, aliens don't exist. Well, <laughs> I don't believe that because, again, look at what you're dealing with here. And mm -hmm. I believe that these alien beings are the same beings as the Nephilim and the fallen angels. And I mm -hmm. believe they're still trying to genetically manipulate yep. to come to the same end. Oh, I, I believe we're very close to an alien revelation. No, I agree. Earth. I believe they're I believe they are working with government forces right now. I believe they okay. are working in secret in among the world and mm -hmm. they have revealed themselves in secret and yeah. are doing this in conjunction right. with a lot of uh, is the Chinese government using alien help to achieve right. their means is that you were talking about. I no, I believe we're very close to a, a great deception coming upon the earth right. aliens and I believe that when it happens, there will be a focus on the fact that Christianity in particular mm -hmm. oh, yes. is holding up their progress. That's already and, a focus. Yes, yes, it is. But but this will be I believe this will become a worldwide look, everyone, the aliens are here and this is their message, and it will become and a worldwide now, message. Sorry, real quick, real quick. So so listen up. So mm -hmm. this is what I'm gonna say. This is a warning. Know who you are in Christ. Yes. 
so that you can see the deception because people will fall away mm -hmm. convinced that there are aliens mm -hmm. so the whole god thing must not be true yeah and uh they'll put their faith in the aliens to save us rather mm -hmm. than Correct. our actual savior i believe they right. might even say something to the effect now this is just me speculating i believe they might even say something to the fact that and jesus was one of us oh yeah and jesus yeah jesus didn't die he rose because he went back to the mothership and he was actually here. You people are misquoting and misunderstanding, or even might, they might say he was a renegade one of us, mm -hmm. and he was here to deceive you, but the reason he's gone is we took him back, we imprisoned him, we punished him. They're gonna come up with some they, myth to- Or they'll they say- They have said, yeah. said it already. It's already been said. Yeah. Or to try to get to that one world religion, they'll, they'll suggest that Buddha, Confucius, oh, uh, yeah. Jesus, Gandhi, all of these people, were they were all you know uh -huh. were their people parts I, I find it interesting because um you you mentioned that you think the the government agencies could be in talks with them and whatnot mm -hmm. i think we can even i think we can even suggest a timing of when that started and i think it's very similar to what happened in genesis mm -hmm. look at the technological revolution mm -hmm. that has happened right. in uh in in yeah. the last 100 years yeah right. okay yep now isn't that very similar to he he was the father of all of those who uh, built the weapons and, and he, he was the father of all those that, you know, mm -hmm. they, they, they learned mm -hmm. those things from mm -hmm. the, 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 the fallen ones. They learned those things. We're learning those things again. Uh, do you know who Bob Lazar is? Bob Lazar. Do you know who Bob Lazar is? I'm going to say no. Okay. Just, just Bob Lazar is a guy who came out in the 90s. Claiming to have worked at Area 51. We all know what that is, right? Secret government. It's truly a government base where they it, have... It, yeah, um, it exists. Whether right, you think aliens right. are there or not, it exists. But it's known base. for... People think that there are like dead aliens and uh -huh. things like that at Possibly this a base. Possibly airship. Right, a, a, spaceship. a spaceship. Okay. But, but this guy came out saying that he worked at Area 51 and he reverse engineered outer spaceship mm -hmm. okay and he found uh he he came up with an element uh that didn't exist at the time that said that this element um powered the ship well they have i believe just within the last few years actually discovered this element now okay but my whole point of this is if you look at bob lazar when he tells this story he is 100% convinced that he is telling you the truth. Mm -hmm. I have watched his interviews multiple times. There was a time when he even refused to talk about it anymore because he claims the government was trying to kill him for saying this knowledge. But he mm -hmm. claims one, I am telling you, the guy is telling the truth. Right. He did this. He claims he saw aliens there. Okay. He has nothing to gain. He hasn't made any money off of this. He, you know, his life went to heck after, you know, saying all this. Why would he say this if it wasn't true is my question. Does that absolutely prove 100% that they're working with the government? No, but yeah, to, on I that, think you're right. Along those lines, I've heard several stories of people coming out and revealing things that they've seen. Uh, now, again, Every one of them could be lying. 
Right. Every one of them could be sure. fictitious, but the Absolutely. more that come out that corroborate exactly the same type of things going on from completely different sources that don't mm -hmm. know each other, that right. didn't work together, different time periods, different locations, mm -hmm. it just starts to go, yeah, it's there's something here. Right. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Exactly. Um, I know that, and, and um, we've mentioned them before, but a series of books from Tom Horn and Chris Putnam, mm -hmm. they go into this kind of thing. Uh, where they talk about the spiritual forces throughout history and how they have changed and altered their image to fit the times. Mm -hmm. So they said, you know, just a hundred years ago, we believed in fairies and leprechauns. Right. And when we hit the technological age, they said that died away and became, oh, fairy tale and folklore. Now mm -hmm. we believe in aliens. Right. And he said, he believes they just changed their shape and, and their identity and our, to yeah. fit, you know, how Absolutely. we accept them. And our supposed scientists and people that we have, um, that we put our faith into, mm -hmm. they will, they will, they tell you that Ellie, it's, it's due to the fact that there's trillions and trillions of planets, it would be mathematically impossible not to be, for there to be aliens. And, mm -hmm. and they'll tell mm -hmm. you um, that, Possibly our origins even started because of alien manipulation um, in the early right. days or, right. you know, something from Mars came to here. And that is totally plausible to them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, Bill Lye, the science. Bill Nye. Bill, no, He's Bill, Bill Lye. Lye. Oh, Bill. <laughs> Bill Lye, the science bow tie guy. Uh -huh. okay. um, uh -huh. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, they'll yeah. tell you this with a straight face. Mm -hmm. But then there's a mm -hmm. video of Bill Nye walking around the Ark uh, experience and and oh, oh, oh no this couldn't have happened oh the flood no this oh no and it's like mm -hmm. but you believe that aliens right is as a very plausible right you know it just the the deceptions and the and the lies and then like i mentioned in genesis once you once you see where they're lying to you in one place mm -hmm. it, it gets hard for us who are starting to see that we're being deceived where where are all the places that they're lying to us mm -hmm. then? Mm -hmm. And I truly believe they started all of this stuff and, with one little lie, and it's just been exploding over the decades. And now they've got themselves into a trap. Mm -hmm. You know, they have to keep coming up with more time for mm -hmm. their for their theories. They have to come up, right. uh, you know, with these incredible ideas. And now they've gotten to a point where now they're going into science fiction to say that's got to be how it happened. Right. You know, it just yeah. Uh, now here's something I want to throw at you. Kind of getting off. Not, not, you know, still in the same uh, um, Sons of Elohim uh, mm -hmm. theme, but here's something else mm -hmm. that I found very interesting. And you might know this. I'm not sure. Okay. Enoch 8, 1 and 2 says, and Azazel, he's uh, one mm -hmm. of the fallen angels. Yep. And Azazel taught men to make swords and knives and shields and breastplates and made known to them the metals mm -hmm. of the earth and the art of working them and bracelets and ornaments mm -hmm. and the use of antimony and the beautifying of the eyelids and all kinds of costly stones and all coloring tinctures. Mm -hmm. And there arose much godlessness mm -hmm. and they committed fornication and they were led astray and became corrupt in all their ways. Okay. okay. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I keep messing with my face because of these cats. I keep feeling hairs all over. Sorry. Enoch 9.5 says, Thou seest what Azazel has done, who hath taught all unrighteousness on earth and revealed the eternal secrets which were preserved in heaven, which men were striving to learn. 
Enoch 10, 4 through 6. Now it's Yahweh talking about it. And again, the Lord said to Raphael, bind Azazel, hand and foot, cast him into the darkness, mm -hmm. and make an opening in the desert, which is in Dudael, and cast him therein. Mm -hmm. Place upon him rough and jagged rocks, and cover him with darkness. Let him abide there forever, and cover his face, that he may not see light, and on the day of the great judgment, he shall be cast into the fire. All right? Okay. Hear that story. Now let's go to Leviticus. Okay. 16, 8. Mm -hmm. and, then, and, I'm, and then I'm going to skip ahead to 20 through 22. Okay. And, and this is uh, King James Version. And Aaron shall cast lots upon the two goats, one for Yahweh, and the other lot for the scapegoat. And when he hath made an end of reconciling the holy place and the tabernacle of the congregation and the altar, he shall bring the live goat, the scapegoat, mm -hmm. and Aaron shall lay both his hands upon the head of the live goat. And Aaron, and confess over him all the iniquities of the children of Israel and all their transgressions and all their sins, putting them upon the head of the goat mm -hmm. and send him away by the hand of a fit man into the wilderness. And the goat shall bear upon him all their iniquities unto a land not inhabited. And he shall let go the goat in the wilderness. All right. Okay. So there's kind of a parallel with what's going on here between the punishment of the goat and what mm -hmm. happened to Azazel, right? Okay. The Hebrew... Mm -hmm. This is what Leviticus 16.8 says in the Hebraic Roots Version. And Aharon, Aaron, mm -hmm. shall cast lots upon the two goats, one lot for Yahweh and the other lot for Azazel. Hmm. Azazel is the Hebrew it's word for scapegoat. The scapegoat. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Just something to consider there. Yeah. Definitely. Well, okay. So, uh, let's talk ancient aliens. Let's talk the TV show Ancient Aliens. Yes. Aliens. I bet when you guys started listening to this podcast, you did not think you would hit this moment. <laughs> so, Ancient Aliens. Have you guys watched this much? I generally don't. Right. I've watched probably more of the memes about it than the actual show. Yeah, right. Show. The dude with the hair, Giorgio. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I've heard about it from, I think my wife has watched some with you. Do you know? No, I don't think so. Okay. Then maybe it's just you talking about it. Maybe. So. Okay. I have watched probably every episode. Okay. Because okay. <clears throat> I've heard people say, oh man, I've had a crisis of faith because I just watched ancient aliens. Right. And, and this is kind of what I was talking about before. Right. Mm -hmm. Like if you're not grounded. Uh, you can hear some things and go, oh, well, maybe everything was seeded by aliens, right? Okay, but I'm saying if you watch it and you know your Bible, it actually in a lot of ways confirms a lot of the things that we have talked about tonight. One of yes. those being, mm -hmm. where did they get this secret knowledge from? Mm -hmm. You hear this in almost every episode. How are the uh, early humans able to do this without having these tools, without knowing... Mm -hmm what the Pythagorean theorem is without knowing uh, calculus. Um, um, who, who's the guy? Um, 
Hippocrates. Okay. Um, uh, the guy Eureka, who he he was in the bathtub. Um, ah, I can't think of his name. Uh, anyways, math, <laughs> math, mathematician guy, right? How did these people come up with these ideas, right? Now, okay, part of it, like I said, part of it irritates me because we still had the brains that God gave us, you guys. We weren't born stupid, okay? Right. I'd argue we're getting dumber as we go. I would agree, okay? <laughs> like, I mean, I believe that we, we definitely had knowledge that God gave us. However, look at that Book of Enoch. What did Azel show them how to do? the bronze working and the making of the mm -hmm. weapons and the tinctures and things like this, which if you watch ancient aliens, they're like, how did these people know how to do this? I mean, they didn't know that this was any harder material than this was. Why, why did they suddenly stop? Like there've been a few times when they're like, why did they just suddenly stop making these materials out of brass? And now we're making them out of steel. Like it was almost overnight. Why? Mm -hmm. Okay. And I'm telling you, this is why. This is why. This completely goes back to the Bible, you guys. Yeah. Um, they talk about your great big um, monuments, like the pyramids. Mm -hmm. If you go to different continents, there are all kinds of pyramids. It's not mm -hmm. just in Egypt. Yeah. Look at the Mayan mm -hmm. uh, ruins. You know, those are pyramid shaped yeah you know um what is this now this is my theory i can't back this part up okay but to me i believe these are perhaps towers made in the same facet of the tower of babel when we were all one people mm -hmm. together in one place we tried to construct the tower of babel right well, that didn't go so well. God was not pleased with this, trying to reach heaven and be in his stead. So he scattered the people amongst the nations, right? Okay, so if you look on different parts of the world that are not even connected, not only are these pyramid shapes very similar, but a lot of the tools and the, and the way that they're put together are similar. There is, and this, I got this from a book that I believe is entitled uh, I believe it's called the Nephilim and the pyramids. Okay. Another very fascinating book. And that one goes more into the whole, uh, Zeus and stuff like that stuff. Um, but anyway, one of the things that, it, that it shows is there are these, they're basically great big staples, uh, uh, that connect the blocks together on a lot of these pyramids. And they're the exact same size and shape in pyramids on opposite sides of the world. Now, why would people on opposite sides of the world, and, and not just a couple places, you guys, it's all over that mm -hmm. they are finding these and they're exactly the same size and shape. Why is that? Right? Right. Because we all had the same knowledge. Where did that come from? Where did we get the secret knowledge? Well, would God give us the knowledge to do something to go against him? Or would there be creatures and beings in the earth that were mm -hmm. causing people to fall, as their name suggests? And and giving them this knowledge and, all the same, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I don't want to interrupt where we're going. Do you have to get out of here? Not yet. Okay, nope. all right. Uh, again, break off when you need to. Uh, but yeah, that no, you're right. Um, because again, there, and we've said this before, uh, Satan and, and all of the fallen angels, they're not creators. 
Uh, Satan, Hasatan means the deceiver. Uh, They're all taking what God has given and basically perverting it and twisting it to their own shape. They're doing what God said. God said, I want a body. Mm -hmm. I want to, I want whole, you know, Mm -hmm. they're doing the same thing. They're they're saying, well, we want a body. We want all of us, you know, uh, uh, to, to have knowledge and whatever. God said, I want to share with my son. Adam and with us, I want a, a you and the the fallen angels said I want to share, you know, this knowledge right. with my son, with my family, mm-hmm. with you know, right? Um, yeah, I think it's twisted and it's perverse, but it's essentially the same thing God is doing. Mm-hmm. They they want to be God, right? Satan wanted that throne, and he wanted to take over. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fallen angels, which I do believe came, fell after Satan fell. The ones we're talking about here Agreed. from their lusts, not from mm-hmm. a, a place of rebellion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's the same type of thing. They are giving to their kids like God gave to his. Right. Only now it's a twisted, perverse force that's uh, behind it. The right. thought that I just had was God created all of these resources on this planet. Mm-hmm. And I, I I have this vision in my head that God was showing Adam how to mix this and that, and and, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you could do, you know. Yeah. But of course that would be to glorify God in some way. Right. To help us in our worship of God somehow, some way. Yeah. It makes me wonder once there's the new earth, the new heaven, everything's been perfected again, if some of these things that we now use wrongly because mm-hmm. we were taught wrong things. Mm-hmm. I wonder if God will then show us, no, this is what this was supposed to do for you. Right. Yeah. You know, oil was supposed to do this. And, you know, all these kind of things were, that, that thought just popped in my head. That is interesting. That could be both awesome. Like you go, oh my gosh, that's amazing. But and also, then you go, oh my uh... gosh, what did we miss out on? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. awesome and depressing at the same time. Now, I want to point something else out here that that connects to all this, and you mentioned it earlier. Just have your roots in God. Mm-hmm. We need mm-hmm. we we don't need to just know more about God. We need a relationship. We need to connect with Him and know Him so intimately that nothing can pull us off. We need a personal, intimate connection where we experience Him, mm-hmm. right. not just know about Him. Right. And this this was mentioned by someone on another site. Oh, what did I, uh, FAI? What does that stand for? Uh, again? Frontier Alliance International. Frontier Alliance International. Thank you. Um, I got this from them, and I'm pretty much going to quote it here because I really like the sentiment, and I wholeheartedly agree. They were talking about specifically for Revelation, but we're talking about this too as it connects with end times and the deception that's coming. Mm-hmm. And he said, "We're not looking at these parentheses end times events." so that we can be right or so that we can understand the events we're looking at the events so that we can see who jesus is Mm -hmm. because if we can see him more clearly and we love him more deeply we're going to obey him more unreservedly and we're going to give him more glory and we're going to do more good for the people around us Mm -hmm. seeing him is everything and yeah, we, we're getting into some speculation here where it's like, right. I, I don't know about this, but it could be going down that road. Right. And it's good to keep in mind and warning, but I agree wholeheartedly with there is deception coming. 
Yeah. We need that yeah. to understand that yeah. the focus of all of this needs to be you've got to know Jesus. Mm -hmm. You've got mm -hmm. to know Yeshua. Yep. You've got to know, not just know him as the Messiah, but you've got to know him as your Lord, meaning you have mm -hmm. to have given him the rule. He has to abide, like we talked about in our Genesis chapter. He's got to abide in mm -hmm. us completely. We have to know him as king. We have to know him as general. We have to know him as master. We have to know him as friend. We have to know him as husband. We have to know him as everything so intimately that when these deceptions and lies come out, there's just there's no question mm -hmm. that we're not going to go that route. We right. recognize them for what they are because they don't line up with who he is. Mm -hmm. um, and if we don't have that, then they're going to make sense. And there's going to be a lot of falling away because of it. Yeah. And when you know him, it makes it easier to see those who don't. And, and those are the ones that, you know, we need to really try to be there for and mm -hmm. encourage. And yeah. as I mentioned in my last Revelation study, those are potential acquisitions for, for us to uh, make the offer, Jesus or not. But mm -hmm. <laughs> it's still, because it's always going to be their choice. But Right. <laughs> this is something else uh, cool that I discovered uh, in this last couple weeks. Uh, and it goes, it's Genesis 1, 1 through 3. Okay. Uh, and this I got from um, oneforisrael.com or podforisrael. Uh, so if you want to check them out, absolutely, I, I highly encourage it. It's been very encouraging to me lately, and I'm, I'm uh, checking a lot more, especially the testimonies. Uh, they're really amazing. But they brought this up. We had already talked about earlier in Genesis in our study how it talks about God the plural and the singular are just mixed up so much. Uh, you know, God, Elohim, gods, literally stands for gods. Uh, God says, let us make man in our image. And so he did. We've already talked about that, how it, it, it grammatically, it doesn't make sense at all unless you understand the triune God at work here. And they brought this up. This was so fantastic. Genesis 1. In the beginning, Elohim, which literally means gods, plural, mm -hmm. created. Now, the, fact, the thing we miss in the English language is in the Hebrew, the verbs also have to be singular or plural. Mm -hmm. And we don't, we don't have that in English. Right. So, uh, they, so if the, the noun is plural, the verb has to be plural. But what happens right here at the very beginning, the noun is plural and the verb is singular. Mm -hmm. Elohim bara, and it doesn't make sense, and it's yeah. bad grammar, unless mm -hmm. God is one. Mm -hmm. So it's talking about, so in, in Genesis 1-1, it's talking about, is this, this is Father God being the one mm -hmm. over the Trinity, mm -hmm. being the one, the, the plural, but being the one in charge. Genesis 1-2 uh, and the spirit of Elohim hovered. And they go on to say that in, in uh, ancient rabbinic works, even, they even speak of when it talks about hovered, it specifically references like a dove. And where, have, where else have we seen a dove hovering in the scriptures? Uh, on the ark, throwing the dove out, mm -hmm. above Jesus, says the spirit descended on him like a dove. 
And in, its, in Genesis 1-2, it's talking about the Spirit of God right there. It, this is the Holy Spirit, you know, uh, gently hovering over uh, uh, the, the waters here. And then Genesis, and then Genesis one three, let there be light. Oh man! And and first of all, Genesis one three is the first time that God speaks, and He says, "Let there be light." And what is Jesus? He is the Word, Word. and He is the light. And so we and they, they were pointing out. He said, "If you look in Genesis one, Genesis one one." two and three we have the father the holy spirit and jesus oh. right at the beginning of genesis mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh you just gave me yeah. <laughs> that's cool well um hebrews hebrews uh-huh hebrews one uh two because what you said reminded me of this and it says um uh, has in these last days spoken to us by his son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds. Yeah. So God made the earth through Jesus. Yeah. So Yeshua, yeah, and, and I've read another thing that, and uh, going back, you reminded me that uh, uh, another uh, work, and I can't remember the book now, but it just talks about how Yeshua, Jesus, the Word, can actually be seen in all of the Old Testament acting. Yeah. And if we look at the right spots and yeah. we, we understand what's going on, Jesus is the one accomplishing right. so much of it as the Word. Right. But uh, yeah. when, when, when it talks about certain passages that we kind of think of it as God Almighty, it's actually specifically saying Jesus did that. Right. You know? Yeah. Okay, can we go back to the Nephilim real quick? Oh, yeah. No, okay. no, keep going. Yeah. I feel like I'm off topic, even though that was <laughs> Okay. That's so, our normal conversation? This is conversation, just go. Back so. to the Nephilim. Okay, so I don't know if a lot of people are familiar with, um, there's a guy named L.A. Marzulli who wrote a book. I, I actually meant to get to this point a long time. This was like my first point. I'm going back. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. Right. So he the conversations wrote, work awesomely. Right? <laughs> so he wrote this book uh, called The Nephilim. And, and I think I think it was, I want to say it was a trilogy. I don't know. It was a work of fiction, though. Okay. But one of the sources that he used was that book that I told you about, I.D.E. Thomas. Okay. Well, somehow after he wrote this fiction book on this subject... Which I read and eh, it was okay. Um, <laughs> I don't recommend it. But um, he started this series called The Watchers, and, uh -huh. and I'm taken from the Book of Enoch, which right. is Enoch one actually, right? Um, yes, I, I haven't can read get into all of too. Enoch, Enoch, but uh, apparently there are different. Yeah. Anyways, so he and another guy, and I again, I I tried to look this guy's name up because I want to make sure it was right. I believe it's Brian Davis, but if that's wrong, I'm sorry. Um, he appears on Ancient Aliens once in a while too, so um, you may have seen him. But <clears throat> they like go in search of basically Nephilim bones. They find mm -hmm. these bones, and 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 what it equals to are skulls. They find these skulls, right? Mm -hmm. I have seen one of these episodes. Okay, and they're claiming that these skulls are. Nephilim skulls and they've been claiming this for a long time and this Brian guy I haven't seen LA do a lot recently himself 
uh, outside of this series, but this the Brian guy that's with him, he 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 is still out there promoting this. Okay, um, I don't believe these are Nephilim skulls, and I'll and I'll tell you why, because um, so it talks about how doesn't it say that they said we're like grasshoppers to mm -hmm. them? So that would indicate to me that they were pretty large, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, and. I know that we talked about Goliath a little bit. Was that in this podcast or the last one? The last I one. think it was okay. Genesis. Yeah. I think it was. So how you said that they don't refer to Goliath as as a Nephilim. However, I have actually heard it said that he probably was one. Oh, yeah. No, it, it refers to him as a giant, and it talks about his size, but it doesn't specifically use the word right. Nephilim. It right. doesn't use the word Raphaim. It doesn't use the word Giborim. Right. It just... Yeah, it, it, so, it, but it does refer to those words in terms of his brothers and his family. Okay. So we know he is also. Right. But specifically talking about him, it doesn't use those specific words. Well, look at the dimensions of his girth. Yes. Right? Uh -huh. And how just how not only tall he was... Yeah. But just how big he was all oh, yeah. around. He was and a the giant. the size of his head, mm -hmm. right? Okay. So we just compare it to Goliath, who, if Goliath was not a Nephilim, he was just a really huge guy, right? And, like, to me, the Nephilim might have even been bigger than him because, I mean, David was small, but I wouldn't necessarily call myself a no. grasshopper. Uh, in fact, to him. one of the things I've heard is the Nephilim, uh, the giants... What do you call them? Nephilim, Raphaim, whatever. Right. Got smaller over time. Mm -hmm. And essentially, um, now that is one thing. I know where you're going. It's one thing. Mm -hmm. So you're saying these skulls and stuff, they're just not that big? These skulls are the same size as ours. Uh-huh. They're just longer. They're just misshapen. They're and, misshapen. Yeah. They're longer than ours. But the actual face, the, the eye actual sockets. And... skulls are not bigger. Uh -huh. They're just longer. <laughs> So the only thing I will say where it might be Nephilim related is in the sense that people, some people believe the Nephilim themselves were getting smaller and smaller and weaker and weaker, just in the same sense as kind of humanity itself. We used mm -hmm. to live to be a thousand, mm -hmm. you, you know, we used to be stronger just as a human race and we're actually de-evolving as a species. Right. And we're getting weaker over time. It's the only reason I can think, no, you're right. I'm on board with you that... The Nephilim of legend were giants that were terrorizing people. Right. Uh, and no, the that you find a misshapen skull. Okay, it's misshapen, but that's not a giant. Right. The hard and thing, then, hard thing right. for a modern person, when a modern person tries to think of a giant, we have we have humans that have gotten to be I don't know what it was like the tallest man was like almost ten feet or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, he was. So really we tall. we. That's that's where our minds go, you know. I argue that sometimes we have to, uh, we always have to take it to God for clarification. But I think sometimes we ha mm -hmm. we have to be like kids. We have to let our imaginations help us understand what some of this stuff was. Right. Still take it to God because you don't want to run away with your oh, imagination. Right. right. But um, I think they look at that and go, "Oh, if the tallest person we know was ten feet." That must be a giant because that's something that they can comprehend and understand. Mm -hmm. And so they look at that and go, yep, that's got to be it. But that could, those could be, if, if all it is is because they got weird shapes and whatnot, 
that could be some of the other things we were talking about the weird creatures uh from myths and legends right you know, those could be the skulls from um like these the mentors or the yeah you yeah. know those kind of things well, but i know oh sorry no go ahead well i was gonna say i know that among certain families and yeah. elite groups in the world today there is the belief that they currently have nephilim genes mm -hmm. but they're not giants right you know and the idea is that the giants became smaller and smaller and smaller over time and just sort of blended in mm. uh i'm not saying it's true mm -hmm. but there are people i just know today who believe mm -hmm. that they are descendants of the nephilim and it goes hand in hand according to the stories, according to the conspiracy theories and, and, mm -hmm. and the things going mm -hmm. on behind closed doors, um, that they are working. One of the things they're trying to do with the genetic manipulations we've been talking about is create, is to re-unlock that Nephilim DNA within them mm -hmm. and make themselves immortal. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's true. Right. I'm just saying that I know that is mm -hmm. out there right now well mm -hmm. if you find if you research the darker corners of the internet you can find that they've had they in the past have found they have found bones of humans yes. uh -huh. that are huge, huge. Yes. yes and huge. and that's, that's true and i've seen yeah. that mm -hmm. that to me strikes more as a possibility mm -hmm. yeah than what than what mm -hmm. these are showing the so, problem is i do yeah. think there is a deception that that if if anything from the bible is true if anything from the Bible can be proven as true, then we have the human pride situation that gets in the way. We'd have to admit that we were wrong in something. Yeah, right. You we know, never want to do that. If you, if you if you find evidence of Noah's Ark, if you find evidence mm -hmm. of you know something directly from the parts of the Bible that a lot of people consider myths and legends, if you find something directly from that, you then have to reevaluate everything you've ever been told mm -hmm. and we our human pride won't let us do that mm -hmm. even to the point where i do think that they quietly brush that stuff away mm -hmm. they, they um some people think the, the smithsonian has these bones and things like that i don't know that's i when i hear people talk about conspiracy theories i personally tend to put a little more credit on it um yeah just because that's depends on what the conspiracy yeah, is. yeah but but uh uh, but I do think that there is a there is an active plot, an active plan to discredit the Bible as oh, much as possible. Definitely. And so, if there was evidence to suggest it has to it has to be gone. Right now, going back real briefly to what you were talking about, there are three books of Enoch. Yeah, yeah. First Enoch, second Enoch, and third Enoch. Now they're not like first, second, and third John. They're not letters of Enoch continuously. What these mm -hmm. are, they all consider themselves to be the book of Enoch, oh, okay. but they're all completely different. Mm -hmm. So in order to separate them, what we have done is said, that's first Enoch, that's second uh, Enoch, okay. and that's third gotcha. Enoch. Generally speaking, again, none of them are scriptural canon, Right. but first Enoch is generally agreed to be closer to the truth as far as being real history than the others. Right. Second Enoch does not consider fornication a sin, Okay. It states that praying for others accomplishes nothing. Hmm. It changes the Melchizedek character of the Bible who spoke with uh, um, Abraham. Uh, it changes him to, sp to speaking with Moses 300 years after the flood. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, no, no, I'm sorry. It changes, it changes him to a pre-flood character. 
Okay. In the Bible, when the Bible clearly says he was after the flood. Is this the same author? Is it the same author that no. wrote well, all of these? Well, what they're saying is the books themselves claim Enoch wrote them. What people believe are no, they came from different time periods and different different right. people wrote them. Right. But third Enoch, the third book, claims that Enoch ascended in the heavens to become the high angel Metatron. Oh, no. Yeah, and okay. then he decided to fight Optimus Prime. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, but, uh, oh, no. So, so, so yeah. Okay. So we kind of gotcha. talked about that last time. I think that, once again, we were all together as one group of people. Mm -hmm. This was a wise mm -hmm. man that people came and listened to him, and he had such a strong relationship with God, they wanted to know, what, what, what's, what do we do? What's our purpose in life? This was mm -hmm. their... This was their important person that they tried to get wisdom from. Mm -hmm. They didn't have written language, or they didn't they didn't write things down quite yet. Mm -hmm. So these the stories from Enoch went down mm -hmm. the line, mm -hmm. and just like when you play a game of telephone, some things got mm -hmm. got mm -hmm. skewed. The yeah. reason that, and that's why it's not scripture, it's because not the scripture. Holy Spirit was not right. with each person in line. Right making sure that it was divinely inspired. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, so... But I, the story itself has an element of truth mm -hmm. that came from, you know, what, yeah. Well, and if they're different authors... Mm -hmm. No, I'm talking I mean, about the original Enoch, j just the first one, if, if like Brad said... Oh. Because what they've also found is in the original Hebrew of the story, mm -hmm. it actually kind of reads like a song or a poem, which at the time was a design to help people remember. Right. Which is another indication that originally it was an oral tradition, not a written tradition. Right. So it's, although it says from Enoch, we believe the first person who wrote it wasn't, essentially what they're saying is Enoch is the one who told us this the first time. Right, right. But he's not the writer, writer of the book right and another no, reason I, I agree with that another yeah. reason it's really not scripture in the true sense is because it glorifies him rather than glorifying god right exactly yeah. you know any yeah. any of the bible people that we that we know of and adore they they also didn't shy away from telling us about their faults right mm -hmm. you know he gets glorified <laughs> yeah david uh, i mean is a perfect example oh you know, yeah he was the greatest king uh, you know, yeah. we, we, we think of him as this great hero, but he also had a terrible sin. Yeah, yeah. You know, they don't gloss over that. They don't glorify him. Right. His ending is not, and, you know. And have you ever read a book by Billy Graham or anyone else where you said, you know what? I finished this book and I feel like I grew closer to God because of it. Mm -hmm. I feel like I gained a greater knowledge of God. Thank you, God. You know, have you ever had right. a book like that? Sure. Was it scripture? No. 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 So not. I think Enoch kind of falls into that right. category. I think God had a hand in it. Oh. I think Enoch did walk and talk with God. Definitely. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's scripture, kind of like what Brad said, is the Holy Spirit did not have his hand on preserving this precisely the way he wanted it. No, agreed. It just kind of evolved through time to be misshapen a little bit. Right. You know, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, just because a book is in scripture doesn't mean you can't read it. Exactly. It doesn't mean you shouldn't read it. Yeah. But we can't accept it as the perfect will of God necessarily. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But that's, you mentioned the three books. So yeah. I thought I'd throw that oh, out yeah. there just to, you know, set that up. Separate. Okay. Yep. Anything else? You know, I, I don't really have a shout out this time before before we before we finish. Do you, do you have a shout out for anybody? I didn't have anything really this time. Um, I mentioned one for Israel and FAI. I mentioned them last time, so I, I give them continued shout outs just for their work, though their work has been yeah. fantastic. On that note, I guess I'll, I'll promote 
F, uh, Frontier Alliance International, FAI, um, the Ballads of Revelation that was so impactful and so yeah. important to me in my life, uh, that music and that movie, um, these that same group of people have now made the Ballads of the Exodus. I'm pretty sure it comes out, uh, I think it was the middle of this month, maybe later. Okay. Um, yeah, but I, if, if it's even half as good as the, the ballad, the ballads of the revelation, then I'm sure it's going to be fantastic. So, and just like everyone, they're not perfect. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm going through uh, FAI's Bible studies right now and I, I appreciate so many things. They're like, Oh, that's a great point. I'd never considered before, but there are, there are elements where I go, I think you missed it. You know, um, they're as human as we are, uh, guys. Uh, and again, Brad and I have said, we hope you're not listening to these thinking, those guys are so brilliant. Well, I'm going to listen to everything they say. We hope you're listening to these thinking, if those idiots can do it, I can find God too. I can chase God. I can dig into the scriptures for myself and mm -hmm. find a personal relationship with God mm -hmm. myself. Mm -hmm. if, you know, if those losers can do it, why can't I? Right. That's what we're hoping you get out of this. We're not claiming to be perfect. You don't have to speak Hebrew either. Yes. I'm no, just absolutely. saying, I'm just bringing that up. No, absolutely. As someone who doesn't speak it, I don't right. read it. I'm not familiar with it. No, and and in my introductory piece, I bring up that I would really love to learn the scriptures in every language. Yeah. I'm not claiming Hebrew is perfect. I just know that there are certain hidden gems within the Hebrew language that were designed mm -hmm. to reveal some things. That's why we go into it. But absolutely. yes, you're right. Hebrew is not requirement. To, to understand who God is. Yeah. Uh, don't think that. No, no please. Um, I'd love to learn the, the Bible in Spanish. Oh, I'd love cool. to learn the Bible yeah. in Japanese. Yeah. I'd love to learn it in every language and see how, how did, why did they translate it this way? What can I learn from God and what their understanding of this is? I think that would be fascinating. I love just even reading multiple translations of English just because I, why did they mm -hmm. do this and why did they do that? Um, I mean, I, when I do my studies, I usually have my Institute for Scripture Research, which is more like a Hebraic roots version. I have my Passion Translation just because I love that. I think of that one as like a love letter to the Bible. Uh, it's probably the least accurate translation, but... Um, um, and then you have my King James Version because I use Strong's Concordance quite a bit and that's helpful with that. Mm -hmm. um, and occasionally the nearly inspired, I mean the NIV. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna say this too. One more thing before I go. I wanna say that if you find something in the Bible that interests you, dig into that. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what it is. It's there because it's important that it's there. Mm -hmm. Don't let people tell you that what you're looking at is not important, that you shouldn't spend your time on it, that you're wasting yes. your time. Mm -hmm. I've heard that about a couple of things that I've looked at, mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, okay, so what's the point of you looking at that? The point of me looking at that is because that means something to me. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's gonna cause me to get into the word deeper. Yeah. And that's going to cause me to look at God deeper. And that's going to cause my faith to grow. Right. Because it doesn't mean something to you doesn't mean it doesn't mean something to me. Right. Right. So if you are interested in something, it doesn't matter if it's the Nephilim. It doesn't matter if it's the origins of the earth. It doesn't matter if it's revelation. It doesn't matter if it's, I wonder what the, the golden candlestick is and this, the church of, Laodicea, right? Listen to my previous podcast in relation. <laughs> yes, but that's the point. If uh -huh. it's that one thing, 
Don't let anybody tell you, well, that's not the important exactly. part of the verse. Well, it is because it's sparking something mm -hmm. in you to look into it. And then and, think oh, about think about that. Something sparked it. You started your relationship journey with God. And just remember that even though that was written 6,000, 4,000, 2,000 years ago, God knew it would mm -hmm. spark something it in would, you. It was for you. And God, so, yeah. so it was there mm -hmm. just for you. It was there for everybody, but specifically, it was just there for you because God knew yep. that would be the, how he would connect with you. Mm -hmm. Another thing FAI, FAI said the other day that, that hit me, and I, and I knew this going in, but I like the way they said it, is if God shouts it in the scripture, that means we should shout it. If God whispered it in the scripture, that means yes. we should whisper it. And if God didn't mention it, that means it wasn't worth it. It wasn't, wasn't, yeah. didn't matter to us. And like Cooney said, if it was there, and we've talked about in this one and in Genesis, if it was put in the Bible, God wanted it there. Mm -hmm. It is not stupid. It shouldn't be ignored. And mm -hmm. if it sparks you, you go for it. God put it there for a reason. It matters. Yep. If God said it, it matters. Yep. So chase it, chase it. You've got a hunger. Mm -hmm. We're all different members of the body. Right. You know, I. You might be the lungs. You might be the heart. And I'm a kneecap. I don't know. But we all have a purpose. Right. And we all have different desires. Yeah. And we're all supposed to feed off each other. Right. This is what Sabbathing should be. Yeah. Hey guys, I've got something for you. Well. Cooney, you come in, and I've got something for you. And Brad, you come in, and yeah. I've got something for you. Yeah. And we are all pastoring and feeding and teaching each mm -hmm. other. Yeah. We were not meant to be, you know, hey, guys, you two, shut up and sit down and listen to me. Well, I don't want, shut up. I said shut up. I'm a, that was not meant to be. Jesus mm -hmm. is the head of this body. Mm -hmm. And we are all, hey, guys, you know, I'm, I'm the lungs. I have air to give you. I'm the heart. I have passion to give you. I'm the kneecap. I have protection mm -hmm. to give you. We all have our strengths. You find something in the Bible that reaches out like Cooney, you found the Nephilim and it just struck you. Yeah. It was interesting. Yeah. And it led you down something that made you go, I want to know more about this God who put this in here. Right. Guys, if you find something in the Bible like that, go for it. I'm, yeah. I'm in Genesis. Brad's in Revelation. I'm all over the place. That doesn't mean the rest, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't mean the rest of the Bible's bad. That's where we are. Yeah. Song of Solomon, if you're going, that speaks to me, go for it. Yeah. Grab it. Chase it. Yeah. Hunt it. Seek it. Yes, absolutely. Good Is night, that everyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, this one's this one's running long, which I, I love, but yeah, we should probably we should probably close it down for tonight. So yep. any last Said my piece. Uh, yeah, I will say this. Um, we're not going to extend this. You don't have to worry about it. We're not going to have a special yeah. non-YouTube version because of the length. But I really, I do want to end on this one note. I'm going to, I'm not really going to talk about, I've talked a lot about that taboo subject um, a lot because it is such a deception. Mm -hmm. And 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 I want to stand against that. But really, the point we just made, and thank you, Cooney, for bringing that up. Uh, that's it. The chase for God. The chase for God. The point, the reason I keep bringing it up and have is, is to make that point. Chase him, not the deception. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to focus on what the evil out there is doing. I'm trying to show that we're after truth, not the lie. Mm -hmm. And the truth is Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. We have to know him intimately 
So I'm going to start getting, you know, I'll, I'll do what God lays on my heart. I say that I promise to you that I will do my best, but I feel like I'm just going to stop talking about that nearly as much for that reason. We've kind of hammered it home, and the real point is chase Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where two or more are gathered in his name, he'll be there with you. So mm-hmm. I, I think that's uh, it's not something that, uh, that we forget sometimes, but Jesus has been with us through this mm-hmm. whole thing tonight. And just how awesome is that? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know. And thank you again, Cooney, so much yeah. for being involved. This was awesome. Just Thanks like the first conversation. Yeah. You're always welcome whenever you want to. Thank Just you. know it's an open invitation. Um, yeah. Well, so. on that note, this has been Brad. Cooney. And this has been Scott. And this has been Not About Us. <laughs>